Hey, welcome to the slightest disclaimer time. There's going to be swearing and there are going to be spoilers. So if you've got kids around, poppers in your ears. And if you don't want to hear any spoilers, go away, watch the show and come back later. We're always going to be here and we're always going to be free. We're not associated with Wentworth, Fremantle or Foxtel. We're just some fans talking about a show that we love and our opinions are our own. Stay slotty. Okay. This, oh, hey. this is Katrina Milosevic and you're listening to The Slot. Hey, everybody. Hello and welcome back to The Slot. We're back here with me, Hannah, and your friendly neighborhood, Al. Say hi, Al. Hi. <laughs> friendly neighborhood, Al. Yeah, 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 because Al's all over the place. You know, Al loves to talk. Uh, every and chat, neighborhood. Chat up everybody and then I'll just stay in the corner and just observe everybody. <laughs> I won't talk to anybody. Because that's just how it is. You know, we're complete opposites like night and day, right? We are, yeah. We're chalk and cheese. Yes. So I hope you guys enjoyed some of the specials that we had and some of the special guests that we had over the summer. We've still got one to come. Yes, we do, actually. One or two. But um, in the meantime, our beloved Wentworth Season 8 has come. We're, We're going by UK time. Yep. And it takes time for us because, you know, Al has to watch it. Then he has to talk to me about it. And then, you know, I have to write my notes and do my little research on it. And then we talk about it. Yeah. Just like we're going to talk about it right, right now. So we don't have to recap last season. I hope everybody's been caught up. If not, I highly suggest that you do. But also listen to the slot as well. They've got to listen oh, to yes. the slot as well. Oh, yes. want to catch up. Uh, yes yes because we will catch you up shall i do like a 30 second pitch of like what happened in season seven okay why not um okay uh kaz died on a floor um uh dr miller we all thought he was creepy turned out not to be him brody who was very very hot and jake's ex-boyfriend ended up getting shot between the eyes as did costa as did boomer's mum who was a little bit problematic. And then uh, Liz deteriorated from her dementia, had a stroke, Boomer killed her. And then just before that, there was a assisted her. Yes. Assisted her death. Yes. Yes. And just before that, there was a huge siege where Mari tried to escape the prison in a hugely flamboyant way of, Mm. you know, armed criminals coming in and shooting the place up and, Rita foiled it. Yay. So that's the 32nd season seven. Oh, yeah. And you forgot the most important thing. Vera had her baby. Oh, Vera had a baby on the dirty prison floor. Grace. Mm-hmm. Grace, who was Thanks. the hugest newborn baby I've ever seen. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but did look exactly like Jake. Well, maybe that's... We'll discuss that maybe later. And so that was it. Now... Mm-hmm. We are opening up season eight with Michael Jackson and, and whoever that other person was that was with Michael and they were in a jewelry store together. <laughs> I wondered what the hell you were going on about. <laughs> Didn't he look like Michael Jackson though? That's the same outfit Michael wore in whatever, what, Thriller or something? In um, uh, the, the Smooth Criminal? Yes. I am, it has I'm to be a blowback to that. It has to be. That was a 1980s setup. I was just about to say how much I loved Reb's outfit in that. It was well, so yeah, extra. it was. That was Michael Jackson <laughs> all the way. I'm telling you. So he and his boyfriend, um, girlfriend, who was Lou Fingers Kelly. Yeah. 
And we found out why she was called Fingers as well, because this was yes, we did. We contemplated so, on. Let's give a little background on Reb Kane, who is portrayed by Zoe Terekas. Zoe Terekas was actually in the end in Elle and Abby and also the movie called The Craft, in mm-hmm. case anybody watched it, and also played a role in Janet King yes. as Pierre Parati. I hope I yes. said that name right. right. And Zoe has also been on the slot and gave such an interesting interview about trans in the media. So listen to that episode. Yes, definitely. Um, Zoe's character, Reb, identifies as male. Mm-hmm. So Reb is a FTM trans man. Correct. And um, as you can see throughout the story, you can see that um, the family, his family didn't accept that. And they tried to do some tough love and send him to certain, um, how could you call those places? I'm not quite sure. I'm wanting to use the term conversion therapy. Yes, that's Mm. definitely what it is. So he, I guess was trying to rob the jewelry store along with Lou Kelly, who's portrayed by Miss Kate Box. And Miss Box actually won award for the best actress in The Little Death. She was also seen in Riot, The Black Balloon, Wanted, which is actually a popular Australian uh, TV series mm-hmm. that a lot of people thought the main character looked like um, Tammy McIntosh, but actually her sidekick, had a couple of episodes in last season's Wentworth when she tried to kill uh, Tammy. Uh, Not Tammy, Kaz, but, you know, Tammy plays Kaz. So in there, she was in Offspring, The Unlisted, Mm -hmm. and she was also in fucking Adelaide, where she played alongside the lovely Pamela Rabe, who's known as the freak in Wentworth. I just thought you'd like to know that. She was also in a couple of episodes of All Saints. I remember seeing her as a patient in All Saints. Was she? I don't remember her. And I've been watching All Saints over and over and over again. Yeah, she was definitely a patient at some point. Oh, okay. I'll believe you on that. Mm. Yeah, it's not. I mean, every actor in Australia has been a patient on All Saints. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) So the two of them were robbing the jewelry store. And it was quite funny that the... uh, man who was behind the counter didn't actually want to serve them because I guess their tastes didn't match up to their attire. I mean, can we just talk about how bad Lou's wig was? Because oh yeah, it was pretty if bad. Somebody, <laughs> if somebody walked into a jewelry store with that fucking wig on and be like, oh, I want to see the most expensive ring you've got, I'd be like, yeah, good one, love. Get the fuck out. Yeah, so uh, it kind of backfired on them. It oh, didn't massively. quite work out. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly where that cab came from that smashed them to the side. No, why was it going to so fast and where was it coming from? I'm not quite sure, but I think they had a lovey, lovey moment in the middle of the street. Who oh, does that? Oh, that was so adorable. Who does that? No wonder they got hit by a cab. What the hell's wrong with you people? Wait until you get home. You see, <laughs> this is why you should not do PDA. You need to pay attention. <laughs> They are dangerous. Doing. Correct. You'll land up in jail or you'll get some ribs broken. So the thing is about with Lou that I really admired was the fact that she didn't want to take off and just leave Reb by yeah. himself. Yeah. So that, that was a bit admirable. 
But, uh, and also what happened when they were going to prison, when they were on the bus together. And it goes to show you how much Lou seems to have a short fuse. I think, yeah, I think it shows that Lou's got a short fuse, but also that that Lou will do anything to protect people she loves. Is it anybody or is it just Reb? Well, we don't know yet, do we? Um, I'm thinking that it might extend because I'm thinking that that's how she became top dog. Okay. Okay. I can take that. So right now the top dog is Ali Novak. Uh, and we see her w- with her new platinum blonde hairdo and she's looking all she top looks or whatever. Bloody fabulous. She looks amazing. Yeah, she's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm think she looks impressed. like that shot and it's used in quite a lot of the promos where she like turns around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she looks amazing. She she looks stunning. Yeah, yeah. She's but yeah, it's all right. She looks yeah, but like she's, she's still the same. But she looks like she's trying to be hard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> I'm sure if B saw her, B was like, yeah, no. Nice try, babes, Mm-mm. but no. Yeah, no. Um, you can't be like me, right? So. And I think, but the thing is, I think Ali is trying to act tough and we're supposed to see through that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. No, I don't think she's trying to act tough. I think what it is, she's trying to mimic Kaz's principles. She, and B a little bit. I think she's yeah, and chucking B. both of them in there and it's not her. To, it's not uh, like her. To, it's like, you know, when B first became top dog and uh, B was like, oh, like, I'm going to fucking bust you if you say that. And it didn't seem natural. Really? It seemed natural to me. <laughs> oh, it didn't. It did not seem natural to me. <laughs> it seemed natural to me because she just evolved into that. I mean, I don't know if Ali's evolving into that, but she still seems soft, and it shows when she gave um, Lou that second chance to get out of um, yeah the slot, the yeah. slot, the slot early. Lou hasn't been on the be. slot yet. She no, Lou be. hasn't been on. She will be one day. And um, she, (laughs) yes, um, she she totally played Ali. To be honest with you, I mean, she had that little um, hysterical moment, which was totally fake. Sorry, I'm calling her out on that. Oh, see, I'm oh, I'm in a different camp. I'm in a different Mm -hmm. camp too. I I don't believe her. I didn't think it was fake. I know it was. I didn't think it was fake. I think that when it comes to Rablu is quite emotional and I think that Ali saw that and that's what broke Ali down but Lou saw that that's what breaks Ali down and therefore Lou's got a weak point on Ali now that's what I took from it Lou's been there before she's been the top dog there before and And she's gonna be top dog again right yeah no no I'm 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 not disputing that but Mm. what I am telling you is that Lou knows how to play the game that's why I'm saying she faked that shit. See, yeah, I think she knows how to play the game, but I still don't think she faked it. I think... No, I, I believe she faked it. Just to get out and play on Ali, because she just saw Ali right away and was like, oh, please, this little child, no way. She can't be top dog here. I am. That's mm. what that was. 
think but that's my my interpretation. And of course, you can see it at the end of the episode on why I was probably right. Why, so what any, happened at the end? We'll discuss it in a minute. Okay. So, of course, Boomer been told. tries yeah. to warn everybody about Lou Fingers, and they just looked <laughs> at her. Now, mind you, Lou still has her crew in there. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of them was like, oh, no, nah, she's not going to be like that. So what do you think is going to happen? It always happens, right? It was the same thing when B first came in and Jack's was in you know isolation and then she came out her crew was really happy and then her crew started fighting against Frankie's crew and we all know what happened there yeah see this is where I think that Ali could have been at an advantage and I thought this until the very last scene Mm -hmm. uh, or one of the last scenes um that actually she could have used Lou in her group and they could have merged. That wasn't um, going to happen. Yeah. Well, now I know it's definitely not going to happen. But it wasn't going to happen from the first time. I'm telling you, from the time that Ali came to visit her in isolation, I knew it wasn't going to happen. I'll see. Uh, you're seeing something that I am not. I am seeing it far, honey. I think you'd do well in prison. I blatantly Oh, no. Not. I would just die. <laughs> who would i be like in prison i don't even know who i'd be like i'd probably be like um uh, who would i be like i don't know i'd probably be like ali <laughs> no I, like- I wouldn't sleep with everybody strong no i wouldn't do that I've, no. um who would i be like oh, i end up like sky i think <laughs> to be honest just off oh, my face, yeah, the just off my face <laughs> all the time yeah i think that's the best way to go yeah i'm feeling like she had the right idea <laughs> oh yeah that is, I well, i'm not promoting drug use but i would definitely do that <laughs> so unfortunately mandy seems like she was in uh ali's crew and mandy is one of i i, I couldn't get mandy's um real name but her her act i mean the the character mandy she dismissed boom off of you know boomers um warnings of how lou fingers is going to be and so with that why i'm proposing to you that mandy is going to fill in lou with every single thing that has happened over the years since she's been there and every weakness and everything about ali and yes, Ali will be dethroned mm-hmm. and we'll move forward and we don't know what's going to happen after that, right? I will agree with you now, but halfway through the episode, I wouldn't have agreed with you. But yes. <laughs> so in comes Anne Reynolds. She's the one who's replacing Channing. Yes, she's the new, um, oh, what do they call General manager. Yes. And her name is Jane Hall. She's actually a midwife, actress and writer. She put her midwife duties on hold just to come on to Wentworth. So that explains to you. The actress is a midwife. Yes, yes. You really? Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Fucking hell. Yeah. She was also on House Husbands, Neighbors, The Secret Life of Us, Home and Away, and Newton's Law. So she's she's very... uh, 
talented actress. She's got fingers in many parts. Oh, I shouldn't say that about a midwife, should I? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like Lou Kelly fingers? <laughs> mm, Lou Kelly is uh, minus one now. Yes, definitely. So she really wants Vera to come back. Um, she wants to show upper management that she's doing a good job as all ambitious people up in management want to do. But and she wants she to get wants rid of to scapegoat. Will. Yeah, she wants a scapegoat will for the raid. And look, I like Will. Last season we had we had our disagreements, but I think Will is a good guy at heart and he's yeah. a, he's good at what he does. Yeah. Except for bonking the occasional prisoner. But and being a social worker. Well, I, I, he was a good social worker. Was he? Took away somebody's kid. Well, she was in prison, and he claimed she was a danger. The, the kid wasn't safe there, so we don't well, know that for sure. I mean, the mother was lynched. I don't think the kid was safe. She was lynched because she was having an affair with the freak. I think um, uh, we should move on, but yeah. yeah, I don't think he was a bad social worker. We don't know enough about him as a social worker. No, we don't. But with all the decisions that he's made over the years in Wentworth, I think he probably was. That's why he switched over to corrections. I think he's a bad governor, but I think he's a good correction officer. Maybe. No, maybe. I'll but he, overall, we will agree that he is a good guy. We'll just yeah. put, leave it like that. Yeah? yeah all yeah, right, yeah. good. So now we need to actually... I don't know if you want to discuss it, but with smiles and red in the strip room. I'll discuss that in a minute, but but first, can we talk a little bit more about Anne Reynolds? Yeah, sure. So um, Anne Reynolds is wanting to bring in more um, like class A prisoners, so more dangerous, quote unquote, prisoners um, to get money. And she said something um, I think it was either to Will or to Jake. I think it was to Will. She said, phasing out those hoodies is just the start. Mm-hmm. Are we losing our teal hoodies? It's a possibility. I'm I just, speechless. I don't think they can do that. I think there's, Why some, not? Uh, there's a law somewhere that says you cannot Where? get rid of the fashion. Who said that? Me. Is that? Oh, I figured. I was yeah. just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I'm guessing, you know, you can hide a lot of stuff in those hoodies, you know, you can hide shivs, you can hide, who knows what else you can hide, you can hide True. pregnancy tests and all types of stuff, even though pregnancy you can, tests, yeah, um, you know, pills, food, pills, whatever else, alcohol. So yeah. I guess, yeah, I understand where she's coming from with that, but... Ooh, I don't know. I, what, what's your take on her? I don't particularly care about her. The way she was trying to push Vera to hurry up and come back, I don't... Yeah, I mean, that. so that scene with um, Vera and Anne in the cafe, where she's like, trying yeah. to push Vera to come back. Um, I mean, I, there's two things about that scene. Vera's maternity leave is shorter than our bloody quarantine. <laughs> For one, like she's been gone two seconds. Leave her alone. Mm. Um, and number two, how far away was that baby away from Vera? It's like Not she sure. parked to the other side of the fucking restaurant. <laughs> but th- there was something between Anne and Vera. And now I have spoken to some uh, big Vera fans about this. 
um, since the episode aired. And um, these unnamed um, big Vera fans, uh, they think that there's something flirtatious going on between Anne and Vera. You know, these fans in this fandom will see any type of flirtation, even if it's not even there. So I, I don't think there's anything romantic going on between Anne and Vera, but I am getting those vibes that I got with Vera and the Freak. You know, like there's a little bit of manipulation there. Oh, this girl. Yeah, but you see, Vera's smarter now. I hope she can uh, <laughs> look past, you know, to see what has happened. And Vera's not that weak girl like she used to be anymore. No. And, she you know showed, what I mean? and she showed that by getting what she wanted as well in return for going back. Yes. And also, you know, um, she went into the, the yard with everybody so that Boomer could hold little Grace. Yeah, you know, and she... Uh-huh. She went against Anne's advice to do that. And she was like, no, I know my prison. I know the women. I'm going to go in. I don't think I would have done quite the same thing. As lovely as it was to see Boomer hold baby Grace um, and then to have that moment where they talked about Liz and stuff like that. As lovely as that was, I was waiting for another prisoner to come over and rugby tackle Boomer while she was (laughs) holding that child. So... There's something not right with that. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, for some reason, I'm not into her. I don't really like her. Mm. But we need Vera back. So if she gets Vera back, then. The, yes. Yeah. And Boomer even told her, like, you know, can you, can you please hurry up and come back? Which mm. I don't mind. I mean, I miss her too, but, you know, she has to take care of her baby. Yeah. Give her some maternity leave, for God's sake. Really? I'm telling you. Right. Mm. So before we move on to Mari, we have to talk about the strip searching scene because I think yes. it's very interesting and it's important. So I have several things to say here. I knew. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start off by saying, um, and I was wrong, admission. Um, so in the episode where I spoke to Zoe about trans people in the media and um, in particular, we were talking about trans people playing trans roles. Zoe said that, I, now don't quote me on this, go back and listen to the episode if you want the full quote. But uh, Zoe said something along the lines of um, they think that trans people should play trans roles until there's the equality in there um, in, in the industry. And I said, I disagree because I think the best actor should get the role. However, I'm going to back up on that and I'm going to say that I don't think anybody could have played Reb that wasn't trans. Because that scene where Reb is told to strip search is incredibly Mm -hmm. powerful. And as a trans person watching that and a trans person that I I haven't been in a situation where I've been told to strip search, but most trans people will find themselves in a position at some point, whether it's medical appointments or whatever it is, that they've got to do something that they're not comfortable with doing. And it's something that I don't think you can really understand unless you've been there. And that was the first time I've ever seen how I felt on a screen. Mm. So that was really powerful to me. I actually had a little bit of a cry, but... um, and I've got a voice note on my phone going, oh, it's just so powerful. <laughs> so um, it was 
really, really good. And I don't think somebody who isn't trans could have portrayed that as well. So well done, Zoe, for that. And thank you. Clap, clap. My thing is, I wonder if Reb had, which I probably highly doubt, told the officers about his FTM status. So I think so, because at the start, when Will is introducing them to the other officers, um, he says, this is Louise Kelly, known as Lou. This is Rebecca Keane, known as Reb. So they know that Reb is known as Reb and not their birth name. Um, they also Okay, send... well, it could be a nickname, though. Yeah, but they also send Reb to the protection unit, which indicates okay. that they know. Well, that was the protection unit after the strip search, maybe. Because did you not see Smile's face after when Reb started stripping down? Yeah. Because in the beginning, she was very like, hey, look. Let's just get this over with. All right. I got 12 other people. You're no special. Let's just get it over with already. Mm. It wasn't until after when he stripped that, you know, her face was like, oh boy. You know what I mean? And you know, Smiles has these looks. I just love her. <laughs> yeah, but hasn't she changed this season? Like in the first episode, she looks so broken and scared. Do you not think? What, what this season? Yeah. Smiles? No. Yeah, the point she's that she, harder. the point, yeah, she's got harder. But the point mm -hmm. that she whipped out that baton in the strip search scene, mm -hmm. like her mm -hmm. eyes just looked absolutely terrified, and that she got yeah, because this, she's like, not, she's yeah, she's not one to use violence against the prisoners. You yeah. know, she just wants to make her money. She doesn't care about all that stuff. That was um Fletch's thing, not hers. Yeah, but I think. You know, but now she's. What, acting governor or whatever? Or did she get demoted? I don't know. Who knows at this point? You she know, was I deputy mean, governor, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. So I don't know if she still is or what's going on with that. But I just saw something in her eyes that, that was different to the Linda that we've seen before. Like, Because I feel like the Linda we've seen before would not have got the baton out straight away and been like... No, she wouldn't. She'd be like, yeah. come on. That's so, why I'm saying she's gotten harder. Yeah, but I think it's out of a place of fear. Oh, okay. Um, so now we see our girl, Mari, comes into the picture and she's in, uh, she, what, she's moved from isolation into protection from the uh, cajoling of Dr. Greg Miller because if it were up to Will, he would just leave her there. <laughs> Still something weird about Miller. I still yes, I know there is something wrong with him. I don't trust him. I don't know what it is, but there's just something about him. I'm not sure. I can't mm. put my finger on it yet, but definitely we will. But yes. he gets her out and then she starts to chat up with Reb and finds out that Reb wants to go through the transition and she tried to do a freak moment by telling Reb that she'll pay for his surgery that she's just got to off Ruby. Yeah, I found that really, really interesting. The thing about Mari is that she's always been this way where she preys upon the vulnerabilities of others. Oh, yeah. You saw she's... her do that with Ali. You saw her do that with Liz. 
Mm-hmm. You saw her do that with all of the women she's taken into her brothels. Mm-hmm. And this is why she's where she is today. So Mari, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there because she's going to try some way. And who knows if she and Lou Kelly are going to get together to take down Ali. And with that being said, Ruby is out. Ooh, I don't know because I, I still think Mari wouldn't ever work against Ali, you know. First of all, Ali shot her in the leg, mind you. So, I mean, that is her way of breaking up with her. What's the time span difference? Because the baby, well, actually, the baby looks about three years old when Vera picks her up. (laughs) um, The baby, I'm going to guess that the baby's around six months old. Yeah. That's kind of how I would would put the age of the baby. And Mari is, is walking very well for somebody who got kneecapped. Hmm. That's true. I don't know. I still don't think she'd ever work against Ali because I think deep down she really, really loves Ali. I don't know. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard the saying that a, the woman's love is like that of a, a, a violin string. It can pluck rather easily. And when we're dealing with somebody like Mari and she is hell bent on revenge, because in her mind, it's like you chose Ruby over me. So F you now. I'm yeah, done. possibly. I think, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see fold out, unfold. Yeah, so that, 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 that's, um, that was my take on it, right? Mm. So since we were talking about um, <laughs> the little baby Grace, we see that poor Grace and Vera being watched by somebody. We already know who it is. Oh, yeah, homeless person with a telephoto lens. Yes, this homeless person <laughs> now has taken on the name of Kath Maxwell. Yeah, so very interestingly, so I was kind of thinking about this as I was watching, but mainly this thought popped into my head as we came on Zoom. Um, so the guy came up to her and was like, oh, you're a dead ringer for my friend Kath. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, my name is Kath. And it's like, okay, so there was a Kath Maxwell mm-hmm. that looked like her, mm. right? I have two theories. Either, well, actually, I have three theories. Either, okay. number one, she has used the identity of Kath, Kath Maxwell before, and that's why the guy recognized her. Mm. Number two, she found a lady called Kath Maxwell that looks a lot like her, killed her, and put her in the box. Mm-hmm. Number three, she has a sister called Kath Maxwell, and she's in the box. Yes, I was thinking that too. Or a cousin. Yeah, somebody, a relation that looks like her. Yes, I'm agreeing with you on that. Because I think it's very, it would be a huge coincidence if she just found this randomer that looked like her. So I don't know exactly the backstory story of this Kath Maxwell if she was a part of the family or or you know she could have been a lost twin or something and they gave her up and she uh, who knows you know I mean this could get incredibly messy could be very interesting Mm. can we talk for a second about how the freak is living yes because she's got this like elaborate shed that she's living in with 
a telephoto lens to take photos of Grace, <laughs> of baby Grace, and somewhere to print off said photos, stick them to a board with like her plan of action of stealing baby Grace and going off. She's got enough money to buy fake passports mm-hmm. and book a holiday to Rio de Janeiro. Mm-hmm. How? She must have socked so much money away in different places when she was the freak. Mm. I was like, dug these things up. And she got a bank account. Like, mm-hmm. this is all... I'm so confused. Why? It feels... Because it feels like it's been planned. So whether... Oh, but she was going to escape, wasn't she? So she must have had an escape plan. Yes. So, uh, okay. But I'm wondering how she's adapting to that because, you know, she has a certain standard of living, if you could tell by the posh. Well, she's the poshest homeless person you've ever seen. Look at the way she's living. Yes, that's true. But, you know, with the... with the um, I'm sure it's probably driving her mad, the fact that the train is going by every hour, or however times it's going yeah. past her. You know, I'm sure that's driving her mad, but, you know. Well, I mean, in a few months, she's going to be in Rio de Janeiro with baby Grace. That's if she gets away with it. You don't know. We don't mm. know yet. So we'll see. see. what will happen. But yeah. yeah, Vera, look out. Stop leaving your baby, like, 20 metres away from your restaurants because <laughs> she don't get swept. I want the Joan storyline to be wrapped up by mid-season, but I know it's not <laughs> going to be. Because I just can't, I can't, I can't. Just let us get back to Reb and Lou and Sheila, whoever the fuck Sheila is. We haven't met her yet. Let's just get back to that. (laughs) Okay, so let's skip over and go to the cafeteria scene with um, silly little Allie inviting Lou over to break bread. Oh, Allie, she trying. She's just not very good at this top dog shit. She's she's so nice. It's it's sad. <laughs> yeah, Especially it's, in prison. <laughs> yeah, it's oh god. Just uh, oh, just I want to shake her and be like, look, mate, step down. This is this is not your bag. Everybody knows it's not your bag. Yeah. Give it to somebody who can do it. But she, she thinks that she can. She thinks she's hardcore now. She's killed somebody. She's not. Well, I, I mean, no, she's not. I, I don't think she's hardcore. I, like I told you before, I still think that she's trying to abide by Kaz's principles, which, as we can see, it doesn't work. Yeah, it didn't work for Kaz. It didn't work for you, Ali. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 was, it was a little bit too cutthroat for Kaz. But, you know, yeah. it just... It, it, it's, oh, cutthroat. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that pun. <laughs> that was too much for her. We are going to have some Kaz fans that are going to come into our DMs now. Really. I know. <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry. Tammy still loves me. So <laughs> what happens is um, Lou decides that she wants to get cheeky with Boomer. Now, I'm beginning to wonder if these guys had some type of history, a very nice, not nice one for yeah. Lou to be like that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, hey, but, girl, you got here. But did you see that, um, did you catch the point where she was like, oh, I heard about Liz, and Liz was like a mum to me and to you and a lot of people in here. So I was thinking that maybe 
um, Lou and Boomer were on the same side because Boomer tends to associate herself with the top dog, whoever that is. No, I think it was completely different. I think, you know, Lou probably terrorized. I don't know how long Boomer's been in inside and who she ran with before Frankie came along. Mm. But just that commentary alone to bring up Liz like that in front of everybody and the way in which her demeanor and body language was, to me, it seemed like she didn't particularly care for the fact that Boomer ended Liz's life like that. Yeah, she was she being says, quite sarcastic. Yeah, she says later on when she tries to suffocate Boomer, and uh, she says, see, that's how Liz felt. I was thinking the same thing as, oh, my God, is that's going through Boomer's head, like that's how Liz felt before she died. But it was a completely different situation. Like everybody was trying to explain to Boomer, like that's what Liz wanted. Yes, that's exactly what Liz wanted. And that's another reason why I think, you know, Boomer and Lou were on different sides of the cage. So I, I, we've touched on it briefly that Boomer gets attacked by Lou. Um, but we'll go back to why. Boomer misunderstands, I think it's fair to say. Actually, Boomer's actions and her attitude actually could represent a lot of misunderstandings with people who are ignorant, Mm. naive, Mm -hmm. or just plain stupid. I think ignorance is what is, I think you hit the nail on the head there with ignorance, because I think it's with Boomer, I mean, you saw her friendship with Maxine and how that blossomed, yes. and it was beautiful. Yes. And she accepted Maxine for who she was when she got to know right. her. I think Boomer was legitimately interested, but she doesn't know anything like that. And you have to remember Boomer's background as well. She's not the brightest chick on the block. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. remember, you know, her mom was drinking with her. So all of her senses, her practicality, you know, Boomer is just in your face, like, you know, whatever she's just going to blurt out things. She doesn't really think before she speaks. And, you know, Lou has dealt with Boomer before. So I don't know if she's encountered Boomer like this, but Lou being the older individual should understand that, you know, Boomer's not too bright. And I mean, the thing is, right. um, The comment that Boomer made was um, she looked over to Reb and she asked Lou, oh, so is she going to be a, a bloke someday or something along that li- those lines? Yeah. And Lou said, yeah. Um, and I think Boomer made an additional comment. And I kind of thought at the time, like, I kind of went, because, you know, that's something that people do say. I've had it said to me, oh, so you're going to be a man one day. It's like, oh, my God, this again. I mean, the official line, Reb has always been a man, will always be a man. And I think that Lou just bit. And it shows that where Reb is concerned, Lou will bite. Yes, this is true. And like I said, Lou already has a temper to begin with. Mm. And there may have been history between the two of them. But the consequences of um, the attack on Boomer were... Interesting, to say the least. Did we see, um, I mean, I know I didn't see Ali standing up to to Lou at all. I didn't see it coming. You didn't? I knew it had to come because 
first of all, when when Boomer told her that she warned them, both her and Ruby, I don't know who Ruby is now. Is Ruby the number two now or what? I have no idea um, what's going on there. Yeah, we'll <laughs> find out next is week. Ruby number two. But, um, you know, Boomer told them and she said, this is just a start, which is true. This is just the start. When you have certain individuals like Lou and she, you already saw that she, she bullshitted you the first time. Mm-hmm. And then the second time when you came to her and you told her you better apologize to Boomer and she's just like, this girl's foolish. She ain't going to do nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even though Ali did go ahead and do it good on you, Ali, you know, but you know, you just started something that shouldn't have happened in the first place, even though with Lou Kelly, it probably would have gone there anyway. But honestly, like I, I honestly didn't see it coming. Like when she got those pliers out or whatever they were and put them around Lou's finger, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I was kind of thinking like along the same lines as how Lou was thinking at the time. No, no, I I wasn't thinking that. I knew she was going to do it. (laughs) And I I thought she was going to like maybe cut her finger a little bit and then back off and be like, next time I'm going to cut your finger off. Um, She went whole hog. She, She lopped that off. She had to. She really had to because if she didn't, she really Lou was. Did I mean, Lou's going to come for her anyway. Mm. That's besides the point. But she's got like, one less finger now to scratch her eyes out with. Allie has been through it all. You mm. know what I mean? She shot her ex girlfriend. She killed the guy who killed her best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what else? She 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 saw her girlfriend die almost die in front of her. Be. Yeah. You know what I mean? What else? Who else? Uh, Ruby nearly died yes. with her head punch and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah. she's seen a lot of Kaz got her throat cut. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's hard knocks. You're not, you're not growing up in um, Kansas anymore, you know, Blondie. So, you know, she's got a, she's got stuff to prove. You know, she has the red right hand now. She's in charge of them. Mm. A lot of them are still there. Do we think Ali's going to stay top dog? No. How many episodes are you giving her? <gasps> Two. <laughs> I'm being generous. I'm going to give her until episode six. Oh, you're so nice. I'm generous, yeah. yeah but um, generous. I'm going to. I don't even think she's going to. I don't think she's going to live that long. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ali might die this season. Yeah, but I know also, she will. Things that Jenko said, I, I think that maybe she won't die. There was one person we didn't really talk about, and I think her life is in danger now, and that's Rita. Uh, yeah, so she's got her nice little ankle bracelet on now, hasn't she? Yeah, she does, but you see the guy who supposedly is protecting her, I don't trust him. I think no. he's working for, who are those guys? Those 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 guys, um, Jones and Morelli, they got suspended. Those were the two dirty cops that sent her in after Mari, for whatever reason. And why were they sending her after Mari? Did Mari do something? Yeah, they were trying to close down her like brothels uh, cases or something, weren't they? Yeah, why? Oh, no, why? no, it was because she had the dirt files. They were like, oh, she okay, the dirt files on the dirt attorney file on someone. She has it on the attorney general. But we found out in this episode, Freudian slip. I said Epstein. Oops. <laughs> we found out in this episode that it all got a bit Jeffrey Epstein and he died in prison. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. And that was by no mistake. 
he was killed on purpose because he knew a lot of things and he was probably going to bring down a Do we, lot. I thought, of I thought it said it was suicide. Oh, sure. Yeah, so we've got all this unfolding. We've got like six story strands and yeah. it's all got to tie together in the end. The, the, the questions I want to see answered next episode are, are Ruby and Ali together? No. Um, we're going to meet Sheila next episode. Okay. Who I think my theory is that Sheila was running the conversion therapy camp. Oh, shit. That Lou and Reb met at. That's my theory for that, because there seems to be some history between Sheila and Reb. However, some other people on the old internet have theorised that maybe Sheila is Reb's mother. So that's another theory. I want to see more of Rita next episode, but I'm very aware that Leah Purcell was filming Drover's Wife at this point. So I don't think we'll see much of Rita this mm. season. I'm wondering what is going to happen with Vera and Jake the Snake, actually. I can't believe that I've gone all episode and not talked about Jake. I know, I was so happy. <laughs> I'm going to ruin it now. There was not enough Jake in this episode for my liking. Oh, it was too much. Forget was him. In this episode, hardly. Oh, good. So there was not enough. I noticed. Did not notice. enough for my liking. I think that he's... Such an excellent father. We haven't seen him with baby Grace yet, but I think he's an excellent father. And I think, that you know, romantically, something might be brewing there between him and Vera again. And I'd be very happy if that happened. If it doesn't happen, I'd really like to see Jake and Will get together. Ew, no. He can wrap (laughs) himself up in his gay towel. Bring back the saga of the gay towel. (laughs) That it'll probably come back. It'll probably come back. What I'm interested also is Dr. Miller. What's going on with him? Okay, let's wrap up now. So I'll drop in a little plug for our plug section. Uh, keep an eye on the slot shop because over the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some additions. All the money from there goes into paying for our hosting fees. So, and with that, I'm going to give you a loof. A Lou, a Lou Kelly nine-fingered wave. Okay, well, you guys can't see it, but it's hilarious. Thank you for listening to The Slot. If you haven't listened to us before, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast, everywhere. everywhere. Just do Google search and you'll see us. We love you all. We do. And on that note, we'll see you later. Stay slotty. Bye. Bye.